Hello friends, this is Andrew, uh, the better half of the Around the Natty podcast. One quick thing before we jump into this wonderful episode that we have uh, put together for you. Um, You're going to notice something a little bit different. The intro slash outro song, uh, Tightrope by Walk the Moon, is going to be replaced by some royalty-free music. And we love the song. We wish we could use it. However, it's getting to the point where we're getting copyright claims before we even upload the episode just because YouTube is is sensing it. It used to be, you know, you could do it and nobody would notice and it would go past the algorithm and all that stuff. But we're getting to the point where it's it's, it's just not doable anymore and I, I think it affects the search algorithm and, and, and stuff like that. So it's it's getting to the point where we have to find something else that's, that's not going to get flagged every time. So I'm going to be doing some research and finding a royalty-free track um, that I'll hope you, I hope you like just as much. Um, another quick thing, a little housekeeping item that I forgot to touch on at the end of the podcast is... Uh, I am looking in currently to adding it to Google Podcasts as well as Apple Podcasts. So be on the lookout for that. Other than that, that is all I have for you guys. So you know what, friends? Enjoy the show. Shut up and sit down. Welcome back to the Around the Natty podcast. This is episode 17, I believe. Sure. Sounds right. Sure. Okay. Um, well, we got uh, some good news and, and some some baseball in this one, which is something we haven't had in a long time, and it's definitely something to be excited about. Baseball, you say? Yeah. With I the, love baseball. <laughs> with the Reds right around the corner, definitely something I'm looking forward to with the, the abysmal performance of the Bengals. You might even say that. The Reds' season is rounding third and heading home. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Hey, listen. It's still Marty month in my mind. Is it? God love it's, that man. What was that, May? I don't know. Reds Fest is right upon us, so Yeah, dude. I th- he'll, he'll probably be there, right? You'd assume? I think he was there today. Oh, he's there today. We're yeah. going tomorrow. We will be there. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. I wonder if Moustakis <clears throat> will be there. He has to be, right? No, I don't think Moose will be there. He was there so. today? Yeah, he, but he also just did his intro press conference, though, too. That's true. That's fair. Well, let's get right into it, man. Uh, here's here's where I want to start. I yeah, start, we're starting with. Start a little Bearcats football. Okay, let's do it. Uh, they took on Memphis. They sure did. It did I, not go well at I'm all. Be, no, no, I wouldn't say it didn't go well at all. Did you watch past the first half? Yeah. The first, after the first half, I, I mean, honestly, the defense was dominant. Yeah. Um, the offense had a few explosive plays. Um, the running game came from places that I didn't really expect. Like, I mean, Michael Warden had, had a fine game. It wasn't yeah. his best game. Uh, but we were – listen, I think all in all, you go in and it's a team that one was favored to win. 
you're playing at their in their home stadium. Mm-hmm. You're playing without your starting quarterback, which you know we can have that discussion about who is the better quarterback. But you go in, you play pretty well. Um, listen, that that game was anyone's game up until the last seven minutes of the game. I yeah. think. Yeah, and you know what? It came down. It came down to if UC could get a stop, and you know that that last drive where they kind of put the the nails in the coffin. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have really been that way. That penalty at the end mm-hmm. was a real cheap penalty when they had that that stop. Yeah. Um, they have the. It wasn't a roughing the passer. It was a personal foul. It was a personal foul because he like they threw him to the ground. He shot like he yeah. Had a it was gun. like such a a nothing call. It was, right. It was really you know it's not something they should call when the game is on the line. Right. Um, so so let let's hop right into it and you, you kind of brought this up. Ritter wasn't on the field. Um, whether that makes the team better or worse, that's what we're going to discuss right now. And I'll start us off. I think I think Bryant is is a fine quarterback. Um, I think I think he's got better arm talent than Ritter. Here's my issue. I felt like he was a little bit more loose with the football. And I think in games where it comes down and it's it's a little bit tighter, um, tighter tighter of a game. Those turnovers really add up, and I, I believe he had three. He had an interception and two, two fumbles. Two fumbles. I, I don't think he lost both the fumbles though. But my, my thing is, and this is what I'll say to that to that effect is, I think that he played well enough in the win. Yeah, I agree. And I, I mean, with with that game, yeah, he's gonna have some mistakes. But listen, it, most quarterbacks' first career starts don't come against the number seventeenth ranked team in the nation. Yeah. Okay. They don't come from the what is supposedly supposed to be the best non-power conference school in the nation, and to come out and play as well as he did, I thought was awesome. Uh, I think it, if nothing else, it definitely this weekend shows like Ben Bryant showed that he can play. He can definitely play, and I think that it gives uh, Ritter a shorter leash uh, going forward because. I mean, if you look at, there's been games this year where he's thrown for like 96 yards, turned the ball over a couple oh, times, yeah, dude. And, they, and then even hesitate to even go to go to Ben Bryant. And I think now, though, I think if you see him struggle, both you know this 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 game and whatever bowl game we end up playing in, and then going forward, um, I think that Ben Bryant is a viable option. And not to mention, you got Mister Ohio football mm-hmm. coming in behind them. I'll probably redshirt him, Prater, I guess. Yeah, yeah. but um, we're not Prater. Yeah, it is. Evan Prater is a linebacker. Who am I thinking of? Right. Uh, what's his last name? His name first name is Evan. I, I swear it's Prater. Oh, is it? I don't know. Maybe from Wyoming. Look at the, the kid from Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I thought his name was something else. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Could but, be. But again, I, I think that you know, um, again, I think he played well enough to 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 be a viable starter in the future. And um, I agree. And the the I think I think what's a testament to how well he played is they've been they've been. Him and him and Ritter aren't the same type of quarterback at yeah, all. Yeah, Ben Bryan is a better thrower of the football, I think. Oh yeah, I mean he he had his beat, arm talent is so much better. Yeah, he is he is he beat like Ritter's passing total mm-hmm. of like the past four or five games yeah. in the first half of la- of last week. Yeah, and you know it, it's it's obviously a different offense when he's on the field, um, which is which is nice when your team is able to do that, and be successful in doing that. Right. Um, but they're going back to Ritter this week. Right. Do you think that's the right call? Yeah, I think you ride and die with your your guy who got you there. You know, what I mean, he got them to ten and one. Um, I mean, he's only he has three career losses. Yeah, 
I mean, and two and two of them were two of top ten teams. Ohio team, State and UCF. UCF. And then the other one was um, Temple. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Was really competitive last yeah, year. Yeah, I I think you ride and die with your guy. Um, <clears throat> he's got more experience now. You know, I think this is definitely something you revisit in the off season. And, and kind of go, hey, do we want to reevaluate our offense? Where, where you have a little bit more wiggle room to yeah. restructure and kind of change your personnel and stuff what, like that. What, what concerns me is I think Ben Bryan really brought the ability to get into a shootout. I agree. And I think if you're going to get out and get into a barn burner, I think Ben Bryan's your guy. But if I think that the one thing that Devin Ritter, uh, Desmond Ritter rather, brings to the table, I think it allows you to slow down the offense yeah. Uh, you can still play with tempo, but you can you know control the the time of possession better yeah. uh, with Desmond Ritter because you're not going to have as Turns much over ex- the ball less. Yeah, and you're going to have you know the less turnovers hopefully. Um, and I think that allows you to if your defense can still be dominant again this game, come out, play the, the possession game, um, you know win on special teams, win on defense, and you put yourself in a very good position to win. Listen, I think you know two or three plays aside here and there. We played great against Memphis last game. Did you see that reverse pass? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I, you know, you saw different wrinkles they put in there. I think the adjustments made at halftime were great. Um, the UC did a very good job of controlling Gainwell, who coming into the game was probably the most dynamic rusher in, in college football. Um, and even though, and, and I think that if he, like if you were at a power conference school, he would be in the Heisman uh, Heisman race. I think uh, he just he does everything well. He pass protects well. I mean, well, well. our defense is so stout, man, and I've been so – we've been so fortunate to have such a good defense um, just because of how, you know, minimal our offense has been. Um, you know, can they can they go in there and beat – they're playing in Memphis again, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, can they go in there and get that win, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think they demonstrated last week that, that, that they're able to. Uh, the, the time slot's the same. This yeah. week, so outside of, I mean, now it's going to be a Saturday instead of a Friday, obviously, but in terms of um, yep. you've had the preparation will be the same. You'll, I, I think there's a little comfort going out there a second time, yeah. having an idea of you've been there. And you know what? It, if nothing else, going with Desmond Ritter, if I'm a player and I'm saying, okay, well, what's what gives us a better chance to win today than last time? Like, first of all, you already feel good about the last week's win, but now you say, well, now we got our guy starting. And I think – to the to the point of the question I asked you earlier is did they make the right? I think they did because I think again it gives your it gives your an ability to tell your guys look we got our guy back yeah we have every chance to win this week we know we can stop them we made the adjustments that that we needed to make once we made our adjustments we really shut them down on defense we'll get out there with our guy on offense and we're gonna put some points on the board and we're gonna win this football game you know I think that you can go in there and say with confidence that we can prevent having them having a 21 point first calf like they did in this past game and then going forward really set yourself up to at the end of the game be really close and competitive which it was last game but maybe even yeah, more so now yeah we didn't even talk about that they were they were down a 20 21 point deficit right and they and they clawed back into that game oh, yeah. um, i think you come out there with a better game plan i think i think one thing that that needs to be noted is fickle is a really good game plan guy a mm-hmm. really good adjustment guy mm-hmm. Um, and I think getting a, a live action look and and kind of seeing what they have to offer and and then going back to the drawing board and, right. and, and making the, some tweaks and some fine adjustments to to go out there and make the product better. Good co- good coaches know how to write a script. Great coaches know how to play off the script, and yeah. that's what they had to do last week. And I think it was a very it was a testament to the coaches 
is a testament to the football team to be able to uh, execute the adjustments made at halftime. And yeah. going forward, I think they have a really good chance. So, Yeah, I agree. Um, that's all we're going to say about that. Score predictions. Do you want to do that? Let's do it. Let's uh, do it. I started off You were pretty close week. last week, actually. What was my score prediction? You're, you were 28-21. Yeah, and what's the score end up being? Uh, it was like 35. Yeah, it was pretty close. Like so. You know what? I'm, I'm probably going to go something a little bit similar. Um You go first. I'm going to um, That's soft, by the way. That is very soft. Soft? I so went fair. first last time, I you son of a bitch. I defer. I defer. I want the ball I second half. I defer to Logan because he... Yeah, I want the ball second half. Um, so, I'm going to go. Uh, the Cats find a way to, to come back in part two. The Thrill of Manila. Um, and <laughs> and uh, they're going to win. Uh, we're going to say 20. They're gonna, I'm going to say the Cats win 28-21. I'm going to take your score from last week. And okay. I'm going to I'm gonna go a little bit higher. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think this is exactly what we did last week. I, I really feel like this is like it's like deja vu. I'm going to go a little bit higher. I said that? Says. Yeah. Last time? Yeah. Yeah, you, you had them like 16. No, I said 21-17. Oh. I'm going to I'm gonna go a little bit higher. Um, I think I think they are – they're gonna be. It's gonna be a shootout. Actually, you know what? No, no. <laughs> I'm gonna do an opposite thing. Listen, listen. I'm thinking out loud here. I think. I think we slow the game down with Ritter. I yeah. think you take away possessions from Memphis. Yeah. Like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I think. I think we go. It's closer. 14, 17 cats. Okay. Boom. All right. Boom. Bro. Boom. Boom. Moving on. Sons of bitches. Ooh. Let's do it. Bearcats basketball. Yeah, big weekend. You know what week it is. It's UC Sports, baby. It's time for the... Scott. Oh, man, sorry. sorry. We have a dog here. We have a dog here. <laughs> Easy there, Mo. He's excited, too. <laughs> We're not at our traditional location, so... I think it's time <laughs> for the Skyline Chili Crosstown <laughs> Shootout. And Mo the dog is really excited. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, this this is the biggest game of the year. You know, this can this can dictate how a lot of UC fans feel on the season. Yeah. You know, and despite how they play before this, despite how they play after this, you know, people are going to remember this game. Yeah. So, you know, this is this is really X's, X's game to lose. X is the better team here, I think, um, especially um, with the Bearcats being earlier in the transition process. I think both teams are kind of in that process, but I think Xavier's a little bit, a little bit. I mean, it's listen, more mature. I, I in the really, process. I really think that you, this UC team is exactly where Xavier's team was last year this yeah. time, which is um, they're trying to find an identity, um, or and or the, the coaching staff trying to instill the identity upon the team that they want to have. Um, the players are trying to figure out a way to operate effectively within the system that they have in front of them. Right. Uh, the best player being Jaron Cumberland, uh, Amber Alert, because he's been going on, been missing. Uh, he's supposed to. I mean, he's hurt right now, so he might not even play Saturday. Uh, so that would be problematic. And I'm gonna be honest with you, if 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 the if the Bearcats want to win, they need a big game from Jaron Cumberland. Um, and if he doesn't play, I, I don't see the Cats winning. If I'm being honest with you, and right yeah. now it doesn't look like he's gonna play. So. Um, That's horrible, man. He, he, you know what? One thing I'm surprised about is Javen's playing well. Yeah. Every time I see a stat line from that man, he's dropping 20, 21, 22 points every, you know, every time. Yeah. The, I will. I will tell you the one thing that works for the Cats is, uh, I think that in general the the Big East this year is really weak. Um, so it's not like 
Xavier's really had to play to any. Well, I guess they haven't played conference games yet, so it doesn't really matter. But yeah. regardless, I, again, I think I think Xavier um, coming in is just a much just as much a big question mark as you see. Uh, they just dropped from the the top twenty five rankings as well. They're twenty seven, um, right? Yeah, I don't know where they have. That's it, outside the top twenty five yeah. and going in. I think that uh, I think the biggest key here is seeing if John Brandon can effectively because he's he's going to press. Uh, see if he can use the uh, the press effectively to disrupt Quentin Gooden and um, see. Like, I mean, that's if you if you can get him to turn the ball over three plus times a game like this game. I think that really sets you up well for your success. Uh, getting out in transition is gonna be really important. I think that that's one thing that's been really great for the Cats this year is their ability to utilize Trey Scott and Kevin Williams. Uh, they've been hugely more effective on offense, uh, giving you points. Um, outside of just Jaron Cumberland running ISO every uh, every time down the court, and I think that's gonna be huge. The press getting out in, in transition, um, taking the crowd out of it, and I think if you can do those things, then you have a good chance to win. I agree, um, and I, I I think a, another big part of this game, and it's not it's not really it's not really you know basketball related, but it's it's to manage your emotions here. Yeah, um, these teams hate each other. There's no secret there. Um, you know, obviously it's not as heated as it was in previous years, but yeah, they, but these teams don't like each other. I th- and to your point, I think that the the rivalry has transformed a little bit. Yeah, I mean, especially I th- I with Cronin being gone. I think a lot of it was like Mick Cronin versus Chris Mack for a long time, and now with Travis Steele and um, John Brandon, I think it takes I think it takes on a life of its own. And if you listen to John Brandon though, and in any interviews he's been recently, uh, while he said that their preparation is the same as in every other game. He understands, and he, his players understand, and it is clear that this is not just any other game. Uh, this is this game. There's more hype around it there is, as there should be. Um, I, I was listening, or I was looking, I was reading online. A couple of uh, ESPN uh, sports writers were talking about how, if this were a power conference school, or schools, like this would be one of the biggest rivalries in college basketball, uh, because they think that, you know, this is. It just it just is it's just big. I mean, this is just as big for for us as UNC North Carolina. I, the, listen, they're less than fifteen minutes away from each other. These two these two schools are. Uh, you you hear about it. I don't care. At the end of the day, you still you're still a kid at a school. You hear about when you lose to Xavier. Yeah, I mean UC. you're 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 out at the bars, and I mean God, if you if you end up in a you know a wrong bar. And you're yeah. wearing a wrong jersey, man. It's it's game on. I mean, it's it's always been that way. Side note: At Nate Four Clark was invited to come on the show this evening, and he declined. You invited him on the show? Yeah, because he's a Xavier fan, and so I figured we'd get a different perspective. Yeah. But he's lame, and uh, he declined. Damn, Nate, that's so, cold, bro. Instead, he's putting sports bets out in Indiana because he's an Ohio resident. We can't do that here. Fair enough. All right. Um, anything else you want to tap on there? No, I think we're pacing ourselves really well, though. I think we're going to be on time for a nice 30-minute episode today. I think we've, so. We've been going a little long It's recently. also super late. It's 12.45 on a Friday. Yeah. Um, but we're going to try to get this out tomorrow for you guys before the I'm show, gonna, before I'm the gonna, games. I'm going to edit it down tonight. I'm going to pull a late night um, and, and kind of get that Working done. On Ooh, the night one, one shit, thing. Baby. I'll hit it again. I'll hit oh, it again. Yeah, hit it, baby. Um, I know, based on what I have here, Logan, we we're supposed to hit reds yet, but there's one thing I want to hit before we get there, and just you know, talk about it a little bit. That's the Bengals. Um, you know, the season's been sh- shitty. It hasn't been fun. Um, but you know, one thing that was really fun was was 
was getting to the point watching Andy Dalton come back with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Um, I had a really Man, that good ball t- was coming out fast. Yeah, it, it definitely was with some with some animosity behind it. Um, it was good to see him out there. I think he he came out and it's it's definitely a, a nice change of pace of watching Finley flutter uh, those limp balls dick out. The balls. Oh my oh god. god. He, he again soft penis debutante. I reassert. <laughs> let's let let's be honest here. They are night and day. Andy Dalton. I think this just reaffirms my opinion that Andy Dalton is you know, you know, has got a lot of life left in him. Well, and you know what's funny is after watching Ryan Finley play, I I, I, I beckon back upon all the times I've heard, oh, Andy Dalton's arm strength. All I need. To, yeah. I'm like, wow. Well, I'll take that weak ass arm. Yeah. Quote unquote of Andy Dalton's ever Ryan Finley. Andy, that's that because that was. I mean, he was Andy Dalton was was. Threading the needle, say, man. Stroking it. He was stroking it. He was it. stroking it, bro. Yeah, the he red was, rifle. He was he was threading the needle. I mean that. Let, let's also give him cr- congratulations. Broke two franchise records yeah. on Sunday. Did the, he was pumping his balls in like Philip Rivers pumps stuff into his wife? You know. Good lord. <laughs> um, <laughs> he passes Ken Anderson. Uh, yeah. On franchise both, leader on both passing touchdowns and completions. Yep. That's huge, and you know it just comes with being successful in a franchise for for nine years, um, and it's a shame that this season's gone the way it is. Yep. But you know, I've been I've been really excited. I was really they, excited listen, just they, to watch him get the win and see see the see the team still together, and that's a testament to, to Zach Taylor. And I hope he continues to do well because honestly, I thought there will be a market for Andy Dalton. I agree. Um, sh- shit, the Bears should have done it at the trade deadline. Oh no! If they they, just, they just worked the Cowboys last night. Did you see that? Yeah, but Mitch Trubisky's not good. At oh, football. I agree. He's so bad. I agree, but they worked them. D, the, those D boys. <laughs> them boys. <laughs> D boys. <laughs> it's late. Uh, it but yeah, late. I just I just want to say congratulations. We do not have a perfect season. We do not match the Dolphins. We do not match the Browns. Pumped. I did not. I did not want to to go zero and sixteen. And be that have that stain on the NFL. I just need the number one pick, though. So don't do me another, wrong. Another another point to your point. Both Washington and Miami won on Sunday. Yeah, but big dubs. Giants and and uh, yeah, Giants. Giants only have one win, don't they? Or they have two. They, they have, two. have two wins. So two. Um, going for so if we win like two games, we go from one to four. Yeah, we don't want that. I do not want that because that because that gets you into the point where you're talking about how healthy is Tua and I want Tua and, still and Herbert. I don't you know, want Justin what's, Herbert. What's what's Herbert's upside? I'll vomit. If I you don't hear me, if if they draft Herbert, I'll vomit. I'll tell you projectile. what. I mean, now, okay, let's. I don't want to get too much into the Bengals training. We could sit and talk Bengals for thirty minutes. I could talk Bengals every day, all day. I know, but. Let's talk about something that isn't going to make us clinically depressed. Let's talk about yeah. let's talk about a franchise who wants to get stuff done, who wants to win games, whose front office they seems want, they just want to wet their whistle. Yeah, they just, just wet the, the front whistle. office seems yeah. to know like they uh, seems like they have a plan. Now, whether that plan is is going to be a viable one and it's going to get them to the postseason, we're going to talk about that right now. The Cincinnati Reds sign three-time All-Star Mike Moustakis, mm. um, biggest. Uh, biggest free ag- free agency signing mm-hmm. ever in franchise history. Now that's not based on percentage of their cap. That's mm-hmm. based on just we shut the hell up. <laughs> um, that's based on 
that's based on you know number. So uh, let's go ahead and dive right into that. Mike Mustakis fills a big gap that the Reds had last year, and that's second base, which is which is where he's going to be playing most of his time. Um, yeah, I mean, and there's there's some skepticism to that because I mean he only played a short short amount of time at second. Uh, listen, I think that the reason why I signed him wasn't for his defense. Right. Um, he'll be very he'll be serviceable at second base. He'll be fine. Um, he adds great power to our lineup, which we really needed. Thirty five home um, runs last year. Yeah, I mean you put him in a ballpark where our offense largely unproduced with the starting rotation that was very effective. I think it'll be a really great asset to us going forward and really sets us up well. Uh, to I mean, you know, we continue to make a couple of acquisitions um, and it'll be great. And I don't want to move on from Mike Moustakis too fast, but I, I think that the infield now is pretty solidified. We have an idea of what it's going to look like. It's probably going to be Galvis, Suarez, Suarez Black Galvis, uh, Moustakis, Moustakis, and, and Botto. And that's a pretty, that's uh, pretty it's, good. It's very formidable. I mean, yeah. listen, I, I, I think that there's uh, – now, there's – Quite reasonably, reason or you know, uh, things to consider with all of those. One, Freddie Galvis was didn't have a job uh, during the season at one point, so take that in consideration. He played well though at the end of the season. Oh, I agree, I agree. But but again, we, he he demonstrated that he has the ability to, to to play very poorly. So let's keep that in mind. Let's also understand that Ihuenio Suarez that was that was an unbelievable year to think that he's going to to. To be to expect that he will repeat that year to that same level would be a little. I mean, if we get that, that's great. I just don't think it's 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 too it's not I mean, it's not inconceivable he comes out and does I mean, a little bit less than he did I last think, year. I think he can come out, and I I think even if it's less, it's still a it's still a great season. Uh, listen, my thing that, that scares me in terms of the lineup is there's a lot of question marks out in the outfield. The outfield is very iffy. No, there's no, we don't have any of the the current three start, starting. Winker, lot, Senzel have not played full seasons. Aristides Aquino have not played full seasons. Yeah, I agree. We have no that there, the, again. There's a lot of ups, upside there. A ton of upside. Yeah, I agree. A lot of risk though. You gotta play. You gotta play the risk. game, man. It, it, it's 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 a game of chance, and and I think. I might. Here's my question too. Do they do they look at trying to get Jonathan India up? Put him in out in left field. Bring Wicker off the bench, you know something. I don't know. Does Here's does Mike does 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 Mikey Biceps find more time out in that yeah. outfield? I don't know. Here's the thing. They I I saw I saw an interview with Dick Williams. He said they're not done. Right. Yeah, and that's my thing too. I, I'm really curious to see what they do because listen, the years where we've made big splashes, we've gone out and made big trades. Okay, so that's how and that's usually how we've made our acquisitions, who have been really effective for us. Um, you know whether that was the uh, Matt Latos or you know whatever it might be. Those were the Scott Rowland. They, they're, they're usually these trades that we get that have helped propel us from one level to the next. Yeah. And so I'm curious to see what that move is. And I think the other question is, too, how much are you all in for this year? Because I think that there are players like Mookie Betts who are on a one-year contract still or yeah. Francisco Lindor who's on a two-year contract. Are you willing to sell a farm for one or two years, you know? And, and and I can guarantee you that I, what I can tell you is that Mookie Bet, we can't afford to resign Mookie Betts if we yeah. trade for him. That just it, he just he would command too much money on the market. Um, Lindor as well. Yeah, and, and with Lindor, I mean, you get two years there versus the one year, so maybe then you give a little more greater consideration to that. But like, I don't I don't know. You know, that's a I, again that's a question I don't know the answer to. And, yeah. Um, you know, but there's there, there's some risk there, and I think that you have to sit down and evaluate. Okay, to, to what extent are we willing to sell for you? Because here's my thing. Is 
listen, if you win a World Series, no one else is going to care about anything else that you do. But what I will say to that effect is we didn't go through five years of being horrible and losing 90 games. To sell games the farm. To, 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 to only be good for a year or two, right? No, you do it to be to be sustainably good. Look at the Astros. The Astros were bad for years. Because they're a bunch of dirty-ass cheaters <laughs> stealing signs, you sons of bitches. But now, but now they've been, they've been, you know, the consummate competitors yeah. they've been they've been uh, viable um you know world series um competitance and and now we have competitance yeah that's, you like that one, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah, that's one. liked it didn't you he, he likes it he, he likes it like that um, <laughs> yeah i like it like that but yeah no so anyways i think that's kind of where we're at and where you have to decide you know where do you draw that line yeah here, here's what i don't understand is you know, I, I guess I understand it a little bit, but uh, you know, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with it. Um, you know, they're 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 in on all these uh, pitchers, and you know, I, I think I think right now our pitching staff's pretty solid. I think yeah. it's I think it's one of the more solid pitching staffs in the league. You yeah. know, on both sides. I mean, you got you got you got Castillo who may regress a little bit, but you know what? I think I still think he's a solid pitcher. You got Bauer, who's got he's kind of up and down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disco. Who's okay? Mally is the only one I'm iffy about. And then who's our fifth? Um. Oh, Sunny Gray. Sunny Gray. Thank you. Yeah, who's been lights out? Um, and if we can, you know, if we can keep going, I think. I did you see Derek Johnson won Coach of the Year? Yeah. Um, I think I think he's more than deserving of that. I think I think that man is is just the best, mm-hmm. the best at what he does. He's a goddamn wizard. Um, so he, he's great at the things he's good at. Who said that? I saw that on Twitter. Woody Johnson. That's what he told all the guys when he first came in. He said, "We're gonna, we're gonna make sure that you're great at what you're good at." Yeah, and that's what he said. And, that, and someone tweeted it when he when they found out it was one of the players like ret- like like yeah, quoted it. And that's such that's such an underrated statement. Yeah, because you know, a lot of pitching coaches are like, "We need you to develop this pitch, this pitch, and this pitch." Yeah, and they're like, "Listen, I I don't I, just let them just let them do." Just let them do what they they want to do. Yeah, you know, you know let them I mean? do what they what got them here. It in the might first be place. the cha cha. You know, I like a, a do a the cha cha. You know? I like to do a the, <laughs> the cha cha. But yeah, I mean, you know, I'm excited to see them them wheel and deal here. I, I I think the big difference between them and the Bengals is I feel like they have a plan and I feel like they're willing to you know spend the money to execute that they, plan. It is clear. That there is a desire within that franchise to win. Yeah, and that's so goddamn refreshing. I can't even explain to you how how happy I was to see them. You know, every time you see a a, a free agent, you see the Reds name there. Yeah. You know, regardless of the price, regard like I mean, Wheeler. We, Zach Wheeler. Wheeler I mean. was up to a hundred mil. Right. You know, and they were, they, you know, they threw their their nuts on the table and they were in on that trade or in that on that deal, and I'm like. I'm like that's that's awesome, and right. that's and that's not something we get a lot here in Cincinnati. And no doubt, I'm really excited. So. No doubt, and here's my thing: uh, just going to the Bengals Reds thing. Baseball is a is a sport with no cap. There's no there's no salary cap in baseball. Realistically, a small market team has no business ever competing with any larger market team in free agency. Yeah. Realistically, in baseball, a small market team should never go out and get premier free agents. That being said, in football, there's not. Everyone is on the same exact playing field. Everyone has the same money that they have to spend, and everyone has the same amount of money that they can spend maximally. And yet, time after time after time, 
the Bengals fail to do anything effective in free agency and go after any big names or make an acquisition that really matters or is effective. So, again, to your point, it's refreshing. It's exciting. You and I are talking about buying a season ticket package, like a 10-game yes, package or whatever, yes. like I, a pick six or whatever. I, like, that'd be cool. I'm into it. I'm into that idea. Um, you know, one, just because that stadium is so fun to be at. Oh, that's God, a great GABP place. GABP is, is – I like working there, man. It's fun. I, I, I love it. I love to go there and just – I want to dip my balls you know, in buy, it. Buy a $10 Coney and a $50 – what the hell is that? And a $50 beer. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, uh, I don't have anything else on that. Um, we're going to keep this one kind of short. It is kind of late. Yeah. Um, well, I think, I think for a listening aspect, I think they probably prefer to listen to like a Yeah, I mean, I know. you know, I, I like the well, hour format, Logan. It's fine, but you know. It's cool. It's kosher, you we're, know. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to give them a little mini, a little mini pod this week. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of topics we wanted to hit on marginally and, and, and the, the Reds one was really the only one I wanted to hit. Full tilt, so oh, full tilt, baby. Full tilt. We're talking full raging. We're like, talking you know? rock hard, <laughs> wicked hard. With wicked hard, yeah. <laughs> so uh, real quick, though, also another sporting news, local sporting news. Uh, <clears throat> first of all, um, as much as I give them, uh, uh, you know, mess. Shout out to the Elder Panthers for oh making my the God. state championship game. Get this game. off my podcast. Uh, we just found they lost, unfortunately. Lol. But more importantly, a shout to local tennis legend. Uh, Hannah Brerman, uh being named academic all conference. What? Um, what? All conference honorable mention, and uh, all what? conference sportsmanship award. Yeah. Come here. So, uh, come so, here. HB, yeah, come here. Shout out to HB. Come here. She's actually here right now with Scoot us over recording. Just a bit. So uh, I just want to give her a show. You can follow her on Twitter Don't at Brerman. Don't Hannah, um, you got any words that you'd like yeah. to say to the people? Like to, yeah, share your words with lean the people. Lean in. You're gonna have to lean in. I'll lean this way. Okay. Um, well, thank you guys for having me. This is such an honor. She'd also and like to thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I guess I'd like to thank God. And um, <laughs> that's it. Over and out. <laughs> All, right. All right. So Hell, that was uh, yeah, boy. Local, local tennis legend, Mount St. Joseph University. Legend. Um, Goddamn legend. Four year starter. At, uh, at she, Mount St. Joseph University. She was taking on men, dude. She's yeah, just she in got, there yeah, going up you, over top. You can catch her at some more matches this spring. She'll be playing for the men's team again this spring. So Hell, wait, what year are you? She's a senior. Oh. Okay. So this is her last season on the women's team in the fall. and then. So that was for play. last year? This award was for last year? No, 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 this is for this past fall. Like this fall. Oh, so you have so, it both semesters? So, yeah, so women's, women's is a fall sport and the men's is a spring sport. Oh. Yeah. That's unique. So... All right. Well, let's let's hit on all this all the socials before we wrap up here. Yeah. So you uh, can uh, follow me at Chow underscore Logan. Yeah, and I'm at Girly Hummin. That's at G I R L I E H U M M I N. Follow the show both on Instagram and Twitter at around underscore the underscore Natty. Um, we are on Spotify, YouTube. Um, you know, subscribe there. That's how you listen to us right now, actually. Yeah, that's that's true. One of them. You know the links. <laughs> The links are on our Twitter. Um, they're on our Instagram. Yeah. Please yeah. follow. Please subscribe. Please share that stuff out. Uh, it really means a lot. Uh, we appreciate it. Did you see I posted a poll? Yeah. I posted a poll. Are it's about time. I mean, you off, you're like, I'll post a poll of this and this and this and this. And, then, <laughs> and I did. And then none come out. It's well, like. one came out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No. Follow us on, hey, on listen, all that I stuff. Always, it, always, it always comes. Just never too quick, you know? Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Well, uh, I don't have anything else. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, man. Thanks for thanks for hanging out and, and joining us this week. Um, hope you enjoyed this short one today. Yeah, you know, short to the left, the story of our lives. Yeah. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed. Um, <laughs> you know. um, anyways, um, we really appreciate you hanging out with us. Again, follow us on the socials. Interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. And other than that, Gamble, any final words? Toaster oven. Okay, very good. On that note, we'll catch you around the natty.